Have you ever sat in a meeting that could have been an email? You know, those meetings where everyone just wasted an hour of their time and got nothing done. You walked out of there and thought, goodness, this could have been an email or this wasn't worth my time. Well, if that's you, you're not alone. In this episode, I will share four critical strategies that you have to master before you ever set up a meeting to make a meeting very successful. So stay tuned and I will be right back. Welcome to the Academic Revolution Podcast, where we are creating a movement to change the future of academic medicine forever. I'm Inga Hoffman, a Harvard-trained pediatric hematologist, oncologist, and a passionate leadership coach with over 20 years of experience in academic medicine. This is the first podcast for academic physicians that will show you how to achieve higher productivity, become an impactful leader, and create a highly successful career doing what you love without sacrificing your personal life. You and I know that the traditional system is broken, so it's time to say no to the old publish or perish mentality and say yes to lasting change. Join me as we transform academic medicine from the inside out, one physician at a time, starting right here with the Academic Revolution podcast. Hello there and welcome back to the Academic Revolution podcast. I'm Inga Hoffman and I'm so excited that you're here. Today we're going to dive into a topic that is near and dear to my heart and it's called how to run effective meetings that drive results. So this will likely be a multiple part, probably two or three part series where we talk about how to run effective meetings. And today is going to be part one, where we talk about preparation. So I want to encourage you to stay all the way until the end that you can figure out how to get a resource that I will provide to you that will help you take the next steps with your meetings in your organization. And just that you know, this topic is straight from pillar number two, leadership identity from my unique physician success DNA method. And this is really all about leadership when we talk about meetings. But of course, as you uplevel your leadership and your leadership skills, you will also uplevel your productivity and your performance. So how awesome is that? So let's dive right in and get started. So you probably have sat in meetings um, at your medical center, at your academic uh, institution, or perhaps even in your lab meetings, where you wondered, wow, what did I do this last hour? This meeting could have been a simple email. We were just wasting time. And sadly, this is a super common occurrence in many medical organizations or academic medical centers. In fact, according to some studies, people waste about 10 hours per week in pretty much useless meetings in various organizations across the board. Now, do the math on that. That is five days per month, which equals to two months per year of lost productivity. Now, let that sink in for a moment. That's crazy, right? What could you do with all that extra time two months per year that is nuts and how much more could you personally or your team or your division or department accomplish 
if you would stay focused and actually use any meeting time wisely. So that's what we will talk about today. This first episode, I will focus on the critical strategies that you have to master before the meeting ever occurs. I call that the setup phase. And it's instrumental and absolutely foundational that you get this part right. Otherwise, the whole meeting will be pretty much pointless. So let's dive right in, shall we? So as I mentioned, the first phase that we're going to talk about today is the setup phase. And this is the part of preparation that occurs long before the meeting is ever requested or put on the schedule. And that is really critical. I want you to remember this. You must do these things before you accept any meeting, before you schedule any meeting. You should be crystal clear on those four steps that I'm going to share with you. So what are those? Well, the first one is, why are we having this meeting in the first place? And that seems like a very obvious question, but you would be surprised that many people don't ask that question or don't think about it carefully. Ask yourself or ask your team members, what's the specific need for this meeting? Do we actually have to meet in person? And I know post-COVID days, we can meet via Zoom very easily, but that costs time also. So do we have to have a face-to-face meeting, whether in person or with technology, or can this conversation be had via an email or phone call? That's really critical. And what helps me think about what the purpose of a meeting is and why the meeting should be taking place is actually take a step back and think about why do we meet? And I uh, developed a specific framework um, to help you think through a purpose of a meeting. And I call it the card, like, you know, the the poker cards, C-A-R-D framework. So the first part is for C, meetings are there so you can communicate or connect with team members. It's number one. The A stands for alignment. Sometimes we have to meet in order to create alignment uh, and get on the same page with uh, team members. The third part, the R, stands for results. Meetings should largely focus on driving results of some sort. There must be a specific outcome that will be achieved. And D is for decision making. So often we need to meet in order to make decisions. So again, that's the CARD framework, C-A-R-D, communicate, align, results, and decision. And that is something I want you to keep in mind so you can have a framework around why are we meeting in the first place? Does that fit into any of these categories? The second part is what? What are we actually meeting about? And the what really gets more specific to what is the specific agenda and the desired outcome of this meeting. And I would say over 90% of people do this wrong and have no clue. They actually have not specified what the desired outcome of the meeting is. And if you don't believe me, just think about how many times per week uh, you get an email Uh, with a request to meet with somebody or you get a meeting invite where the agenda is not clear. 
there either it pops up just on your calendar with any ask or uh, any agenda attached to it or not even a summary what the meeting is all about that's awful that's a waste of everybody's time and then you wonder you have to trace back and ask well what are we actually meeting about why why do i need to be there so that needs to be crystal clear so the what what is the desired outcome what is the agenda you as uh, a person who uh, maybe schedules meetings, meaning you are calling others to a meeting, you should make very sure to be a leader in your space. Make sure your agenda, the desired outcome is clear at the time of the request of the meeting so that there is no uncertainty why people are called into this meeting and why it needs to happen in person. That is really critically important. Because otherwise, we're wasting everybody's time, including ours, to make a meeting unproductive and ineffective. And that's just a sad thing, because we could use that time in better ways. The next part is number three, prepare. Preparation is key to the success of a meeting, and I cannot overstate that enough. You should ask yourself what level of preparation is needed to make this meeting successful. What do I need to have prepared ahead of time to have all the information at the time of the meeting to either drive decisions, to bring people together. If your purpose is communication or connection or alignment, there needs to be still preparation and intention in when you prepare for the meeting. Otherwise, it will just be a waste of time. And I cannot tell you how many times I've been in meetings where it was very clear that the organizer has not prepared for the meeting. There might be data you have to gather ahead of time. You should think very hard who needs to be in the room for that meeting. That's part of the preparation. Make sure you anticipate questions that might come up in whatever you're presenting and have answers or solutions or proposals at least to those questions. That is all part of your preparation. And most people cut corners. They kind of wing it and figure it out on the go. And guess what happens? The meeting then is completely wasted because we cannot make decisions or create results. The communication becomes ineffective because we're missing pieces of information. And then we are left with, oh, I guess I need to reach out to it. Now person XYZ, I need to get back to you. And then there is a big bottleneck that gets created because everything stalls because of the lack of preparation and information that was needed at the time of the meeting. That is critical important. My mentor, John Maxwell, always taught me this, that he has this principle that I found very admirable, highly effective though, that he prepares pretty much twice as much for a meeting as the length of the meeting. So if you have a 15-minute meeting, you probably at least need to prepare for 30 minutes. I hear you. I hear exactly what you're saying. You're like, Inga, but I don't have time for this. Well, I'm here to tell you that you and your peers and your teammates or your division or your program does not have time for another wasted meeting because it's not just that one meeting we're talking about. It sets a precedent. And if you look that the culture in our academic medical centers that are blown up by administrative 
fluff and puff and very little data-driven results and focus, you can see where there is a lot of wasted time. And let's be honest, none of us likes to sit in a meeting that was a complete waste of time. So really important, prepare, be very cautious and intentional that you prepare very carefully and be ready as ready as it can be. It's always better to be over-prepared than under-prepared. And I have done this mistake too, where I was not adequately prepared for a meeting and then had to um, table a decision for later. And that was unfortunate because Usually we say, oh, we're going to get back to that later. And then the later never happens. And this is how projects stall, how momentum is lost, how procrastination happens, etc. I'm sure you can relate and you have been there. And But it's an easy fix. Again, prepare. Then the last one I want to make very sure. Be clear about the duration of the meeting. So that's the fourth duration of the meeting. There's always this default, especially, I would say, with administrative support staff, but even amongst colleagues, I see this all the time. People say, let's meet, and what's the automatic meeting duration? You guessed it, one hour, 60 minutes, just because that's the calendar interval, just because we start a meeting on the hour sharp at 4 p.m. doesn't mean we have to go until 5 p.m., but that's the default mechanism. People never challenge themselves to say, how long does it actually really need to be? And you should be crystal clear how long the meeting needs to be. So for starters, I give you an easy challenge. If you think a meeting really needs to take one hour, and you should think very hard, most pe- meetings do not take an hour. A lot of things can be done in at least half the time if you're prepared and if you have a clear agenda and if you know how to move uh, a group uh, forward and drive results and facilitate a meeting well and actually step up as a leader. And that's something we can talk about another time. But if you think a meeting really needs to take an hour and you're like, I cannot foresee this can be done under an hour, I would challenge yourself and say, keep it to 45 minutes. And guess what? You just got 15 minutes back for yourself and other team members to then use that time, that little buffer time until maybe they have the next meeting to actually knock out a few action and to do items from that specific meeting. We'll give you a breather to zip a cup of coffee. Okay, so if you want to schedule an hour, restrain yourself, schedule it for 45 minutes. If you're thinking 30 minutes should be enough, Challenge yourself to have a 20-minute meeting scheduled. Again, I want you to limit the scheduling time already and not just think I'm finishing earlier because chances are you will not. So for one hour, go to 45 minutes. For 30 minutes, go to a 20-minute meeting. Okay, so just to recap, everything for a successful meeting is in the setup before the meeting ever occurs. Number one, be clear on why are we meeting in the first place. I shared the CARD framework with you, C-A-R-D, to give you pointers of what a purpose of a meeting can be. Number two, what is the 
the, the what, <laughs> what is the agenda and desired outcome. Number three, prepare, prepare, prepare. Number four, set an appropriate duration of the meeting and challenge yourself to keep it shorter than you think. Now, because I like always delivering extra stuff, I want to give you a bonus tip. And this is a really important one. So listen up carefully. There's one big pitfall I want you to be aware of. And this is going to be huge. If you apply just even this, trust me, you will cut your meeting time per week down by a lot. I want you to make sure that you're resisting the temptation to schedule a meeting on the books without these four steps we just outlined. Never ever just accept the meeting especially those hallway conversations we used to have, right? Oh, maybe we should meet about that. I will email you admin or I'm going to get in touch with your admin to schedule a meeting so we can discuss this further. This happens all the time and people in the moment easily say yes and this is how random meetings with no agenda and no clear preparation and no desired outcome get on a calendar. I urge you to resist to do this before you have gone through the four steps that I just outlined for you. Because here's the thing, we always say, oh, while we get it on the box, everybody is so busy and I will figure out the details later. No, you should figure out the details before you get on somebody's calendar or before you allow somebody to get on your calendar. And if that is not clear, you should block the meeting and request that there's clarity around those four steps. Now, one thing I would say is you don't have to, if you're the one preparing the meeting, you don't have to have all the nitty gritty uh, details of the research done. But you should have pretty good clarity on your why, on your desired outcome and have some preparation like who needs to be in the room, etc. I cannot tell you how many times, again, this gets missed. People will figure it out later and later never comes. And then you suddenly show up at the meeting that was scheduled nilly-willy and people figure, oh, we don't actually have the key people in the room that really should be part of this discussion. Give me a nod, a hands up if that ever happened to you. I would say this happens probably at least 25-30% of the meetings, if not more, that I have attended. So that's my bonus uh, pitfall uh, to be aware of, bonus tip, uh, resist the temptation or the urge to schedule a meeting without having these four things done ahead of time. It is professional courtesy to be very mindful of everybody else's time and your own. And I would just encourage you with these little four simple steps and plus the bonus step, be a leader. Like lead this way. It, it will be hard to change culture by not being the leader first. Oftentimes, that's just you set the example. And that could mean you say, hey, if you get a meeting request that you email back and say, um, excuse me, what's the desired outcome in the engender so I can adequately prepare. And if you get a blank stare, then you say, well, you know, once you have that together, I'm glad to put time on my schedule. So I hope this helped you. This is critical important. And if you do just these steps right, it will save you hours. Again, in follow-up episodes, we will talk more about 
detailed preparation and then actually how to facilitate a meeting to keep everybody on task and on point and make sure that follow-up items actually get done. So if this helped you and you say, Inga, this is awesome. I want to learn how to run effective meetings, be a good role model and also have some tips. In the meantime, that I can reflect on to maybe block meetings that no longer serve me. I encourage you to go and get a freebie download PDF, a little cheat sheet that you can have the practical tips how to run effective meetings for this little series I'm hosting or podcasting here. So go to Inga Hoffman, one F, two N's, ingahoffman.com forward slash meetings download your meeting guide there and be the rising star, be the role model, be the leader at your academic institution. People will thank you. They will love attending your meetings and things will get done. So until then, see you next time and have a fantastic week. Thank you so much for listening to the Academic Revolution podcast today. If you've gotten value from today's episode, I would love for you to share it with your friends and colleagues and help create a movement that changes the future of academic medicine forever. Also, don't forget to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn and visit ingahoffman.com for more information on how to work with me. Links are in the show notes. Until then, be well and see you on the next episode of the Academic Revolution podcast.